0: So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, I did it.
1: (laughs) Alrighty, I did it as well. Here we go. We did it. We did it. Uh welcome to Feature Creep, Colon.
0: Built <laughs> in microwaves, semicolon.
1: colon. Uh something about sad single men in minivans or minivan wait.
0: Single men and minivans.
1: Single men in minivans. Yeah. The,
0: the umbrella, topic, the of the umbrella topic of the day. Umbrella
1: topic of the day. So like uh. I, I would I would imagine that the popular take is that. Is there anything sadder than a single man driving around in a minivan um,
0: yeah or or potentially more predatory, I mean maybe only a a panel van with no windows i mean
1: i now that <laughs> now that we've committed driving. to this topic, I'm like, oh, there's a whole Pandora's box we didn't really think about, or we we didn't discuss prior to starting <laughs> the recording, which is the the issue of like just men in vans like. <laughs> There's just bigger umbrella
0: topic, yeah.
1: yeah, Like, there's just kind of a real problem there. Um, (laughs) you know, obviously, the sort of predatory van situation, there's the kind of van down by the river. Like,
0: as a kid, yeah, I was always really pissed off that somebody or somebody's ruined the idea of like people driving around and giving out candy from a van. Yes. that sounds amazing right? i want that job yes. i want to do that job i want to be like candy van is here right? <laughs> but no <laughs> what you think about the candy van mm-hmm. it turns out is incorrect and right a bunch of people have really 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 ruined that idea well, for everybody
1: i mean I, I you know i the i have this question in my mind which is uh what is there something inherently, I mean, I get culturally there's an issue and there's sort of the stigma of it, but if I were to, say, get a van and mm-hmm. go to the store, just like Halloween, just buy a bunch of fucking Halloween candy and drive around and pass it out, like, there's not, I don't think there's anything illegal about that that I can think of. Um, I mean, it's definitely suspect, right? Like, people are like, what are you doing, like, giving these kids yes. free candy? like, it's...
0: Culturally suspect. Culturally, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there's
1: definitely some... Uh, or like socially, right? It's like it's yeah. unacceptable. Um, yeah, it's
0: like taboo. But
1: is it... Like I, I, I would argue that if you... If you and I jumped in a van tomorrow and started driving around a, your... Like, you know, Minneapolis or San Diego and just tossing candy, just, you know, leaning out the yeah. window and being like, free candy, you want it? Here you go. Like, I don't know...
0: I don't think we could be arrested for doing that. No, but that.
1: I also think it would be better received than than the stigma of like, you know, free candy in <laughs> so, vans, right? Like so in
0: the in the hierarchy of social acceptability. Yeah. Like a single man in a van, the worst. <laughs> right. Single man in a van with a single lady, not so bad as a single man in a van lends some legitimacy yes
1: here's the real question does (laughs) does the single man in a van is it is it better or worse that he attempts to give out free candy oh fuck like if i were just like fuck it i'm gonna do this thing and see how it's received and drive around i think that's less sad it's more purposeful right like it's less it i think that even if it's worse it's a little bit better
0: in some ways yes
1: maybe Mm. these are the important Um, so i i think we should take a moment now to uh acknowledge any listeners that this may be your very first podcast you may be listening (laughs) to the very first podcast of ours um so welcome. welcome yeah uh We would love to hear from you. So here's some like standard boilerplate stuff. You can contact us directly uh, through our executive assistant, Dana, d-a-n-a at fcbm.io. You can also just go to the fcbm.io website, and there's contact information there. Um, And also, uh, we don't know where this podcast is going. So if this one isn't for you, we have lots, and they're all very different um and so please in
0: fact continuity (laughs) yeah well i mean i was gonna say continuity is not our strong suit although that is not necessarily true
1: right yeah so we try to keep uh like we try to label the ones that are like like sequential in the sense that like this was the first one and this is a follow-up so for sure they're generally in timeline order so if you listen to earlier ones in time then they won't be referencing ones ahead of them because those weren't made yet so right. um generally if we do call one out we might like call it out by specifically but it, I, this isn't that kind of show like it just if you enjoy the sound of our voices and you enjoy our thoughts and you want to participate <laughs> that's this is for you listen in you know shoot us emails angry emails whatever whatever thoughts you have we'd like to hear it um we get a few from time to time and yes. that's pretty fun so, yes. uh, anyway, you. back to the... Oh, and also, ostensibly, this podcast is about art and design. I'm sure you found it in the art and design category in iTunes or wherever you you get your feed. Um, so, good luck with that. Uh, we'll definitely... Mm. Most shows end with at least, t- like, ostensibly some information about it, or some slightly art and design-related information, like well, colors I mean- and
0: we if you like art and design you're probably familiar with pantone and we lap them every episode we publish so yes yes
1: right exactly <laughs> you know we so over here yeah if nothing else <laughs> uh at the end fast forward to the end find the segment about the colors of the day uh, <laughs> right. most episodes we've, we've been doing that that segment for a long time i don't think every episode has that but many of them do um yeah
0: We've been doing them for a while. I can't remember when we started exactly. It's been that long. (laughs) Yeah, it's been been forever. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's been forever. Um, I mean, we've been doing this just before COVID. Did we start just before COVID?
0: We did. Like, (laughs) weirdly, we started like in November of 2019.
1: Yes. Yeah. And uh, right. And we didn't have any idea that COVID was really around the corner. No. No. And there's all kinds of reasons for that, but um,
0: right. I'm not coughing because i have COVID. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. It's not COVID. Anytime I cough or sneeze yeah. in public, now I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Social I'm pariah. Yeah. Yes, I just feel like like I have a scarlet letter on <laughs> the right. back, or something. I don't know scarlet letter. I guess she word on the front. Whatever. I'm a little different. different yes, scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mine's a big old C. A big old C.
1: <laughs> C Squad. <laughs> so. C Squad. Um. Uh anyway, men in vans. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I I would tentatively argue that uh the the giving away candy, a man a single man in a van giving away candy is a slight upgrade to the single man just driving around in a van um or uh, it's a minivan
0: are we we talking about levels of suspicion here like are are, are, are social acceptability
1: i think just like roughly the like you know yeah like i guess socially social acceptability for me personally it's an upgrade just because it's like well you're you're committed to a thing like you're doing a thing over there buddy like i don't know how it's not going to be received that well in all (laughs) <laughs> In all cultural sort of corners um, or sort of social just... corners. But some, I imagine like most people our generation are going to think that's kind of funny and like pretty Probably, into Probably, yeah. Like, would you
0: be like throwing the candy sort of indiscriminately out a window or would you be making a personal connection with the people who took the candy from you out of your hand?
1: I think, um, I mean if it were me, I imagine what I would do is like anything in between. Right. Like I'd just be Mm -hmm. feeling it out and just be like, you know, some moment I'm shouting at a gaggle of kids across the street, like, Hey, candy, throwing it at them. And then another moment it's like, you know, there's some group of like half drunk adults stumbling out of a bar and I'm like, candy's here. And it's like, you know, like open the van door and be like, come on in with the black light or whatever. I don't know. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Like I, it's, Uh, it was like it,
0: psychedelic velvet paintings yeah the of the van. yeah
1: i mean Shag. for sure any endeavor like that you're going to have to be prepared for uh talking to the police you're going to want to be real sober because you're driving around and you're going to get pulled <laughs> over um, people are going to be like what's up with that guy and so you're going to yep. want to have an empty van full of candy right like just right. be like yep come on in cops you guys want some candy like no problem um, for sure, you probably don't want to be black because you just don't want to get shot. And that's just, yeah. you know, probably just stay away from any like... Do you not
0: know. endeavor to make yourself look suspicious on purpose.
1: <laughs> right. right. If
0: the police are already making your life hell for no reason.
1: Yeah. Um, this yeah. would be a
0: bad experiment. So here's a question I have yeah. for people dumb enough to try this. Do you think that... Okay, so let's say... We have this sort of decision tree here. Like, you start out, you've got the guy in the van, and you can have or not have candy.
1: Okay, yes. Um,
0: Having candy makes you more or less suspicious Mm -hmm. than not having candy. If I was a parent and I saw some, like, single dude in a truck or, like, a van i'd be like oh maybe he's like looking for the address of the house that he's doing work at or something but if i saw a single guy handing out anything to like a group of children i'd be like out of a van yep red flag red flag right so then okay let's say the cops are called because you're in somebody's cul-de-sac with children and you're innocently passing out candy because you know yeah what if one of these children is diabetic? How on the hook are you for this sort of thing?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, this is definitely, well, (laughs) I mean, I can imagine like ways this goes down, right? Like you're, (laughs) you do it, you do it, you get arrested. The cop doesn't really know what to charge you with, but they're pretty sure this is not okay. So they like (laughs) try to take you downtown and like process you or whatever. And like, You know, at some point you're like, I don't think it's illegal to there's I I can't think of any laws that I'm aware of where giving a child a piece of candy is illegal or that you have like immediate liability. However, it doesn't mean that you can't be sued in civil court for doing that. Like nothing about like, like just because there aren't laws on the books, I'm pretty sure you're still criminal. Yeah, yeah, it's not criminal, but it doesn't mean that someone else can't bring a lawsuit against you for whatever damages that I they mean, like, believe can- were were <clears throat> you know served upon them by your action of driving around giving their kid candy who's diabetic.
0: Could a stranger giving your kid candy be considered like assault of some kind?
1: Um, I don't. I I have to imagine. I I, I don't know. Like I am not a lawyer i i'm sure there are
0: plenty of lawyers who listen to us talk about this stuff every week i mean if you have if
1: you're a lawyer and you have opinions about this we'd love to hear it um i i suspect that not um i can't imagine like like
0: if we were sitting on a street corner and we were just passing out candy from a bucket to anybody who walked by if they felt like taking some
1: yeah it's
0: it seems like it would be a different category of potential crime or not crime than in a car because the car has like a vehicular uh element to it here's which could go weird
1: here's what i would I, like just pure speculation <laughs> i would speculate yeah. that um it would only be criminal if there was if there was strong evidence that you were doing this with intent to harm the child like
0: well what if you like harmed them with without intent that would still right, be potentially criminal right
1: but then it's then it's a matter of like negligence like how liable are you for leaving like a bucket of rusty nails on your doorstep like you know what i mean like it's kind of like like you know it's sort (laughs) of like like basically i don't think you're going to be charged with criminal charges for this situation like no cop is going to be like no one's gonna be able to get that to stick what you need is like a parent who's really angry at you who's trying to press these charges and then it's really going to be on them i imagine to to prove that you did this with intent, like your intent was to cause harm, not yeah. like it's, I, I can't imagine like, first of all, the child would have to suffer some real damages from that piece of candy. Like if they're diabetic and you give them the candy and they go into a coma and suffer like, you know, or whatever happens. Like I think that they're going to have to be, it's not enough for you to just be giving out candy and someone being like, well, I could have died. It's your fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it has to be, like, something has to have happened, and you have to, like, be roped into, like, or there has to be some proof that you were intending to have that happen, or, or that you could have reasonably seen that and you didn't take normal precautions against that. Right. This is
0: such a weird one. Yes. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. know. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Um,
0: Hmm. So, okay, now do you think it will help or hinder? So, you're in a cul-de-sac. Yes. Some parent has called the cops. Right. The cops have showed up. Yes. You're passing out candy yeah. because we all love sharing the joy of candy. Right. The cop wants to, like, you step out of the car and then they want to see the inside of your minivan. Yes. Uh, what? Tell me about the decor in there and whether it's helping or hindering this process.
1: I mean, I. I there's kind of two scenarios where I see this happening. One is okay. that that you <laughs> you already own and I think it's I think it's important to distinguish this is a minivan. A this minivan. is not a delivery van. This is, is that like a
0: panel van. No,
1: this is like a this is like a, a minivan for family transport, like you know, person personnel transport, right? Like right. You know,
0: all the windows work so you can all the see windows whether work. people inside are alive or yes.
1: not. <laughs> yeah, maybe some tinted windows, but for sure like like family minivan, right? Like this is yeah. the family car. Um, like the, the step up from a station wagon, which is another category I want to get to in a minute, but, um, I, so given that I'm imagining this isn't like, this isn't like a converted van with like a, you know, like a sex dungeon in the back, right? Like this is (laughs) like a... (laughs) This is like a minivan with seats. I hadn't
0: even gone there yet. So so the
1: decor of this van is probably not. It's Uh. not on the level of those like um, are they. I feel like it's like the Chevy Astros or whatever. The ones that a lot of people like convert into kind of RV like mini RVs or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm imagining a little smaller than that. I'm imagining something that's that's a little more like, you know family like you know you've got three kids and and their friends and they're all crammed in the back and the you know
0: bag full of soccer balls
1: bag full of soccer balls exactly and you're you know you're coaching you, you're asking yourself how you got yourself in this situation of having to coach this fucking soccer team um right. <laughs> questioning your life choices all sounded the fun last year college. and now that you're in the middle of it you're like this is a nightmare um yeah anyway uh so the decor of the state t- to my mind the the decor of this uh this van is like just whatever it's like old stained like child stained seats it's not okay. you know because if you acquired it if you're single and you acquired it so you don't have mm-hmm. kids you probably didn't buy it brand new you probably bought it used and so you acquired it from some family who's already used it a lot and moved on right,
0: right. Um, i mean the discerning uh, affluent single man that's true probably buy new but okay that's sure. not necessary
1: so those are like in my mind those are kind of really the decor like it's either yeah. it's either kind of a like pretty weathered by children <laughs> like spills and I mean, shit seen,
0: or like strange stains and like a yeah. perpetual crust of like disintegrated Cheerios everywhere. Yeah,
1: Cheerios for sure Cheerios for sure. everywhere like goldfish. every every seat Cheerios and Goldfish yep
0: yep no. in the in the crevices in
1: the crevices yeah
0: um like smashed into the seatbelt buckle receptacle yep. side yeah
1: like anywhere like anywhere on the floor where there's like a like a divot in the carpet there's like a collection of half broken cheerios <laughs> like anywhere that there's anything that could be collected anywhere that that's where they go there's um, a
0: lego landmine in there somewhere yeah.
1: and like dog hair
0: yeah Oh God! And like the family dog weird, hair, weird, <clears throat> weird sort of like spongy slurry patterns on the windows, and yep. you're like, is that from dogs' faces <laughs> right. or <Yeah>. children's <laughs> yes. hands? Yeah. What kind of like hideous biofilm?
1: Yeah. So, is so on I don't think this is the kind of van that you open it up and there's like the like the dingleball fringe and like a beaded curtain behind the right. the driver's seat. Like I right. don't think that's this van. Hmm. Um cuz those vans are like I mean maybe but I
0: No, those are like stoner vans. Yeah, those stoner like vans. That's different. from places with beaches like Yes. Yeah. Slide the side door all the way open and just hang out inside and listen right. to Floyd and smoke weed.
1: Yeah, yeah, not a stoner van with a pile of cushions. Like this right. is this is uh Yeah. Um so yeah this is like, but,
0: like does this have like the fake wood panel is this like an old dodge caravan
1: right that's what i was thinking of the dodge caravans yeah. no no this is this is like a minivan like a ford aerostar or like a yeah. you know something like that yep um i so wow. the cop pulls you over
0: yeah uh, and, and that's like,
1: yeah like the cop already can see your candy van yeah like to to look inside is to just look in a window
0: yeah
1: um and and so I don't know. I can't speak for cops and the way they think about the world. Um, I don't know what they would decide to do. I can just say that your you getting pulled over is probably like they're going to be like, "Well, what are you doing?" And you're like, "I'm giving out free candy." Right. And then and then what?
0: And then what?
1: Like, if they ask you to stop, what does that mean? Like, right? Like, you mean like, do I stop here? doing that here like where where shouldn't I be doing are you saying yeah. like don't do it in this neighborhood and right, if how so why do I have
0: to drive in my candy van away from here to safely pass out more candy right so we bought a lot of candy
1: yeah now obviously the big issue is that kids are involved right if this if this right. is so in my mind like I'm imagining like just going and like going in like adult neighborhoods like like a bar district or something mm-hmm. some place where there may be children but that's not your your clientele right like you're not mm-hmm. you're not giving free candy to kids you're just giving away free candy to anyone who's around anyone, you anyone
0: right yeah. i mean i i was kind of thinking about this earlier and i didn't mention it but like i kind of assume The first, uh, like the early adopters are going to be kids because they're going to see the obviousness of the greatness of this idea. (laughs)
1: Right. right.
0: Whereas adults are going to second guess it and think it's like some kind of a trick or a joke because because of the cultural stigma around handing out free candy. Well, you know, it's not a cultural stigma around handing out free candy. It's a cultural stigma around child molesters, which is completely well deserved. Yes. But (laughs) in our case... The hypothetical case. Right. The candy fun pass case. The
1: candy fun pass
0: case. If, if time and history were different and child molesters had not hidden in candy vans, yes. then we would be having a very different conversation right now. And that's right. the conversation we're trying to have in the hypothetical sense. So, right. yeah. Like, do I mean, the outside, like, as soon as you start advertising on the outside. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Does that, what does that mean? Um, like if you write free candy on the side of the van,
1: I, I, I don't know. Cause I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that inherently. Like you can, I've certainly seen vans with it spray painted on the side. Like people have like, cause they, you know, now they got a van and someone it, thinks ironically. it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is a a very good question.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, we may never know because I'm not going to try and make a candy van.
1: No, no. I mean, I think if I had a van, I might go one day, go give out free candy, but I don't have one, so...
0: Well, I'll be sure and be on speed dial ready at the helm with a lawyer for when you need to get bailed out of jail for some weird charges related to your completely innocent candy candy vanning. I mean, Uh this could maybe this could be like something that, you know, like helps in the future because look, we premeditated it and we talked about how great it was going to be and how we weren't breaking any (laughs)
1: laws. I actually I like the I like the title candy vanning
0: candy banning like remember <laughs> when candy. remember
1: when planking was kind of a thing
0: yes i never took a picture of myself planking
1: no, i never planked. i mean uh, right like uh yeah it me seemed neither. like
0: the only um it seemed like the only internet meme craze that i sort of would have actually participated in and i i didn't so that means internet yeah. one million me zero right <laughs> <laughs> We should write a book about all of the internet crazes we haven't participated in.
1: <laughs> we failed to participate
0: in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing a note here. Internet yes. crazes. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah, candy vanning. I mean that's like what a great verb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're going I, candy I really vanning. I find that one really funny. You know, right. candy vanning.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we've done some good work here today. This is probably a conversation that's new to most people. hmm This whole subject, really. Yeah. Single men in minivans. Uh, there was a really angry man in a minivan who didn't want to let me onto a bridge in Hastings because um, oh. I was driving a cool car and he was driving a minivan. And it was pretty obvious that's what the problem was.
1: <laughs> I kind of love this. um. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: like when i think of single men in minivans i always think of that angry man in hastings
1: uh uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh just so mad at you and not letting you on that's so funny yeah
0: i mean minivans though seriously like the design of minivans is basically like whoever whoever designed whoever's been complicit in the design of and 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 propagation of minivans yeah maybe maybe i don't know what's the punishment for that on behalf of all of humanity oh, like an inept firing squad maybe a firing something squad. like that inept inept firing squad inept firing squad, inept firing squad. Inept firing squad. we're oh, not going to make this rough. quick or easy yeah those minivans are a crime they they're terrible for like they use up they're terrible they're awful for the environment yeah and on top of that everything about how their design is terrible except for those stowing seats those were inspired
1: they were um they they are pretty amazing i i think the thing about minivans is like they're basically like like civilian troop transports yeah um i think they're it, it's i like
0: i like that description civilian troop transports
1: right i was thinking about um you know i mentioned the uh what's it called um station wagon so like yeah where do they fall they seem to be like the the later version of station wagons right like they're basically station wagons were kind of marketed Mm -hmm. towards families as like your family car um yep and so if we're talking about that then we're kind of talking about like they're the progression from from station wagons right
0: yeah I definitely think they're descended from station wagons. Yes. Yeah. I think that what they did is they shrank the wheelbase and increased the height to Mm -hmm. give the appearance of the same amount of usable space. Although I got to say, I think the station wagons probably had more room.
1: Yeah. I mean, because you've got
0: that huge luggage rack on the roof, the whole length of the car.
1: Yeah. Also, you have like you have more room to lay down. Like you can, yeah, you can
0: fold the seats down in there too, and they floor go into the floor. And there was that like living room, that sunken like conversation pit in the very back of those station wagons. Yes, that was genius. I mean, that was amazing. You could fit like eight little kids back there, all facing inward.
1: Yep, right. Well, I imagine maybe the reason that minivans kind of came about was that there came this point where it was required that everyone had a seatbelt. But
0: didn't you have seatbelts in the rearward facing Miniman? Or in the I mean fucking you, station you, wagon?
1: You did, but I thought you did. Not but
0: also sitting backwards in a car is fucking terrible in a car right. accident. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether you have a seatbelt on or not, you're gonna die. Yeah. Uh also do you remember that those so on the back of the station wagon they didn't have a hatchback or like a uh like a tailgate that folded down. They had a giant ass swing. Yes door. those swing
1: doors. <laughs> yes. And
0: like it had a, a window that went down, so you could drive uh-huh. around, just inhaling all of the fumes from the exhaust. And that was probably back when they had. Oh, of course, it was back when they had lead in gasoline. That's yes. probably why, the, like, uh, like things were so crazy and violent in the eighties,
1: right? Right, because of the leaded gasoline. Um,
0: but specifically, you know, poisoning people in the back of
1: yes, the wagon. yeah, yeah.
0: I think I think it's probably like I didn't do any research on this because I didn't know that we were going to talk about this specifically, but I suspect that like there's a huge um, familial connection between the station wagons and the minivans because check this out. Like, do you remember when Jeep Wagoneers had the paneling on the sides?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Okay. Nobody is making the comparison between Jeeps and minivans because Jeeps still exist. So Jeeps and minivans are not the same thing, nor is one descended from the other. Right. That's my argument there. I think that it's clear that some of the traits that minivans have were inherited from existing traits in the design of station wagons, like the fake wood paneling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why they'd ever put a luggage rack on top is beyond me. Why don't they put luggage racks on top of minivans? I,
1: I think- uh, Because the center of gravity
0: would be too high?
1: No, I think they, they have, um, I mean, they have racks. But I think they just don't come as standard the way that oh. some, and that's, I, the luggage rack thing is, is, it just depends on car. Like some cars had them. Like I think, I don't know if it's old. There was, I don't know if it was Miatas or some, there was an older version of some sports cars that had that little luggage rack on the back. behind the yeah over the trunk yeah Um, miata's
0: had that yeah yeah
1: and so it's really the
0: miata of course being the diametric opposite of a minivan and you know like the prettier the prettier
1: one the prettier cuter younger yeah funner funner yeah the funner one um i think i think like luggage racks I, for one thing, I think that once they kind of caught on, like there were a lot of aftermarket luggage racks. And so the idea of like selling the car with it was like they didn't need to. They could just sell that as an option people could buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time minivans were around, like there are no cars that come standard. Well, there's not no cars, but, um, luggage racks like that don't come. I don't think they're as common as coming standard because so many, um, there's so many third-party manufacturers that make them to fit all kinds of vehicles. Like you can put one on your smart car. Ah. Um, I imagine like I, it's a little short for that, but I'm sure you could put like, I have some on my truck that it didn't come with them. I just installed them. Yeah.
0: Um, The smarties also have these teensy or they used to, they have these teensy little trailer tow tow trailers. They were like a little trunk that you kind of like a motorcycle. You see people towing like motorcycle trailers. Yeah. And you could get them for your smart car.
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't know but about that. they
0: don't make smarties. They're not selling the Smarties in America anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. Which course. is
0: a bummer. And Damon and I are now getting a little bit, like, American about it. And we're, like, getting a little bit itchy and hoardy about the Smarties. Because we're like, well, if we can't get them anymore, maybe we should just buy a couple now. Right. <laughs> yes. Maybe one of the little electric ones also.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: And so we're like, how much would a couple more smart cars be? (laughs) Right. (laughs) How terrible is that? Right. Oh, my God. I just love them. And nobody has any plans to make anything even remotely like them.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And I'm just like, fuck. I mean, I'm I'm confident. I've only got 89,000 miles on mine. Yeah. And so I think I can keep that sucker going for... I, I can keep it going until the u.s government is like you can't drive that gas car anymore
1: right i mean i you're not going to have any trouble like replacing the engine on that thing if you have to because it's such a small engine it's not going to mm-hmm. cost you nearly what it would cost to like replace that in a larger vehicle right so
0: we were like oh maybe we should replace it with an electric kit
1: yeah maybe i just well,
0: love the the dimensions of the car i mean i actually love the the car itself like sure it's yeah you know like a lot of times people buy a vehicle not because of how it looks or like the shape of it so much as how it performs in terms of its engine and things like that and drivetrain and it's like that shit's all great with my car too but the size and the use of the space is just fantastic
1: yeah yeah no it's very practical for so much activity yeah
0: i know i love it um also uh like the natural i think mini. i think my car is the natural enemy of minivans Uh uh-huh like the, the miata is like the you know like if you're related to somebody beautiful and famous yes that's what the miata was for the minivan and the smart car is just like I don't know, like an adversary, maybe. Just an adversary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> antagonistic. It's just it's all about the antagonistic yeah, approach to it's
0: got almost the same dimensions just in a different scale.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so funny.
1: That's very funny. Oh. Um so uh I feel like we'd mentioned so we mentioned there's just the whole umbrella issue of men and vans in general. Yeah, men
0: in vans, it's a problem.
1: Um yeah, it's a problem it's a scourge.
0: It's a scourge. <laughs> I never know what I'm supposed to think. Right. Hmm. Um I see a man in a van and I clutch my pearls. Right. If I wore them.
1: Right. If you were wearing them, you'd be clutching them. Yeah. Um Yeah, I can absolutely see uh I could see how that that would be a problem
0: there's just some things in life that uh, start out suspicious like they're prima facie suspicious
1: uh-huh yeah <laughs>
0: like yeah um you know white panel vans with a guy uh, in it and and nothing else and you can't see in or out of it seems like
1: yeah very sus like yep. a threat <laughs> right yeah
0: <laughs> there's no markings on this van.
1: which is funny to me because it's like adding the markings like suddenly somehow that makes it all legitimizes it yeah it's okay
0: at least these people are trying not to look crazy
1: right right yes that's what matters yeah
0: that's maybe maybe that's what i'm getting at like poking around with all of this stuff like what like all of these weird assumptions we have about like men in vans and what they mean like how do you how does how does having an all-white panel van that's like as nondescript as you can get i just think like terror (laughs) suspects,
1: right right Or, or
0: like like uh in fight club when they wire all of the buildings of the like offices of the credit card companies with explosives they use the big white panel vans
1: right right yeah
0: like big white panel vans are basically screaming don't pay attention to me right and so everybody's like, what's that van? But yeah, like somehow the, f- like the fact that a white panel van could be any of these things
1: mm-hmm.
0: is like freakier than a white panel van that's making a claim about something it is, whether or not it actually is that thing. Right. Like a van, a white panel van that has some semi-legitimate looking, like semi-professional looking logo for a plumber. I'm going to be like, it's cool. It's a plumber. I'm just not going to think about it.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Yes.
0: Whereas if it's a white panel van, I have to think about it. Right. (laughs) Who are you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, this is a, it's a tricky, complicated, um, I mean, I think, I I think you're delving. How to
0: navigate relationships with white panel vans. That's what this is really about. Right. Right. (laughs) Should you come upon a white panel van in the wild?
1: Right. How should you feel about this?
0: <laughs> what are the cues to tell me how I should feel about this white panel van?
1: Adjusting adjusting your expectations around panel vans.
0: <laughs> oh. That's great. I'm making a note of that. Yeah. Uh, um So, uh I will tell you about a funny saga going on at my house. Yeah. Um, the intermittent mouse intermittently yes. showed up the other day, Uh huh. um, for the first time in like weeks. Yeah. And I think it was because my cat was sleeping on the bed upstairs with me that night. And so it seemed like maybe the mouse took its time because it left some little tufts of fluff near the cat bowl where it apparently sat for some time and just ate his food.
1: Oh, just like... I'm here Just now. At a buffet. That is fantastic and cat funny. Cat
0: food buffet. I think what he does is he shows up and steals a bunch of the cat food and goes and stashes it away, so he only has to come out once in a while when it's really convenient.
1: Oh. Uh,
0: like I think this mouse has also figured out the timing with the cat.
1: Gotcha. He, yeah. Like this mouse knows he or she it it knows how to how to manage its uh exposure. Yeah. I yes. wonder. I wonder if um. The interesting thing about your cat is that it's deaf.
0: Yes. And is deaf.
1: Like not, not like it has, it's hard of hearing, like just no hearing whatsoever. Audio.
0: Congenitally deaf has never been able to hear anything ever.
1: Right. Um, Right. And to me, that's very interesting because, uh, I think about like a mouse learning, like this mouse being noisy, but being out of sight. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: yeah, you can make as much noise as you want, as long as that cat can't see you.
1: Right, right. So they,
0: the 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 exceptional mice of twenty twenty
1: yes. one, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, winter twenty twenty one knew that they could sit in the drawer under the oven, and the cat couldn't get to them in there. And they would just like chomp down, like, oh, got this corn chip, chomp, 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 chomp.
1: Right, right.
0: It made so much noise 'cause they they like figured certain things out about the cat. It was and very just, funny,
1: that's interesting,
0: <clears throat> yeah, so this one just showed up the other day. I mean, I've never seen it, obviously, yeah. I just yeah. see evidence of it. It's little footprints in my little footprint trap, like right. I, I have you can't get through here without me knowing about it um and then uh what else? I bought a bunch of bird seed for my bird feeder and the squirrels were going nuts about the bird feeder like squirrels are wont to do. And so yes. we've been getting more and more complicated with our rigging up of this bird feeder to <clears throat> try and stave off the attacks from the squirrels. And uh we've been f- semi-successful until we got this metal squirrel baffle that is like a cantilevered roof that you set on top of the s- the bird feeder. Uh-huh. And it has these, like, eye hooks that sort of screw together on the top and the bottom of the baffle. And what that does is you hang the bird feeder from it, and when the squirrel gets down onto the feeder and is in contact with the baffle the way that it's screwed together forces it to accordion against gravity so no matter what it destabilizes the squirrels and they can't reach the squirrel feeder because if the squirrel swings to the right the feeder goes left and if they swing to the left the feeder goes right Interesting. and uh yeah and so it's really great except that this is all conjoined with these like screws and like nuts and bolts and they come undone if the squirrels fuck with it enough and then the s- bird feeder falls to the ground then the <laughs> squirrels just have like a field day. <laughs> right, right, yes. Like the birds can't get anywhere near it and the squirrels eat it all. Uh-huh. So now at some point we have to go out there take the fucking thing down from the tree.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: like anyone who's ever tried to feed birds without feeding squirrels knows exactly what I'm going through and they're like oh you have so far to go and so many other things to exhaust before you find a solution that actually works right like it's i have years this is probably a decade's worth of work ahead of me here so uh-huh. <laughs> like we have to just lock tight it together i think yeah and then we won't have the problem of it like unscrewing itself when the squirrels torque it jumping from the tree over to the feeder or whatever the hell is going on but right, right. like every fifth or sixth day i look outside and that bird feeder's back on the ground <laughs> But the baffle has worked like a charm so far. Uh-huh. Like if they weren't figuring out how to get it to fall off the tree entirely, it would be wildly successful. And I'm kind of glad of this because I had this idea in my head. Like, well what we need is we need like a cantilever cantilevered roof so that by the time the squirrel gets oh like
1: to the edge where
0: they could hook around they're like way too far out to grab the feeder Uh and they just fall right off like a giant shade structure for the bird feeder essentially
1: right right
0: And that's exactly what this is and it's constructed exactly the way i would have constructed it except i didn't have to fabricate it out of sheet metal myself and it was like 30 bucks but i guess that's fine because somebody's got to make a profit right like yeah capitalism like whatever it's it it would have spent it would have cost me more in time and energy to make it myself and so This seems to be like a really good solution. If you have a hanging bird feeder and you want to keep the squirrels off, get one of those squirrel baffles. Huh. That's what they're called.
1: That's really, that's pretty interesting. Are you, can you like secure the screws or?
0: Well, like they just, they just, you can, but eventually they come undone. And so I think like, I think loctiting them together is just the only, right, right. Like you just kind of
1: glue them once you're,
0: once they're, yeah once we i i'll have to like take it down and bring it in the house though because it's not going to work to try and do it out in the cold right right. or i would assume it wouldn't work i don't know i haven't Uh, checked
1: that yeah i don't know i don't know if that how that works but
0: yeah um so yeah whatever the the design seems pretty straightforward i was thinking we were going to become those people who just by default end up with a youtube channel about our attempts
1: to, <laughs> to thwart squirrels
0: yes those people whose yard looks like uh-huh. a huge rube goldberg machine and it's yes. just to keep squirrels off of a fucking seed a seed feeder yes oh uh, so yeah uh what else oh this is hilarious i have lots of rabbits in my yard this year
1: yeah um oh and in the winter he-
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. There are, we have like a rabbit highway and I think they like our yard because it's kind of protected with the big fence around it. Yeah. Um, And they know that my cat is inside in the winter. He doesn't come out. So they have the run of the yard and they have these well-worn rabbit highways. They Uh like to use the actual pathway in the yard, which is super funny. (laughs) So they're just using my sidewalk through my yard.
1: That is hilarious. Um,
0: Yeah. And they, the other day we came out and there is fresh snow everywhere and like lots of it and the rabbits have been going nuts out there and running back and forth and making tracks and the other day when we came out there's like rabbit poop everywhere so there's like this white pristine snow and then just like a bunch of poop where rabbits hang out a lot in my yard (laughs) i might go like collect it because it's super good fertilizer yeah and then i'll just use it in the springtime to actually like fertilize specific areas of my
1: yard oh that's funny that's great are they just like eating um just like whatever roots and and leftover vegetative matter is still growing or
0: yeah i don't know i mean they might i don't know if they eat like corn and stuff i've been putting corn out for the squirrels and mice
1: oh i'm sure they would eat corn
0: so they've probably been chowing down on that i oh, feed all funny. the critters all the critters yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. and oh i fed the worms oh my gosh my worms are getting huge
1: oh really i'm excited yes!
0: All my baby worms have long since grown up, and I have lots and lots and lots of worms now.
1: That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the first the first time I ever did a worm bin. Um, I think i I struggled to. Uh, they didn't make it through the winter, not because San Diego winter is not like detrimental to them; it's still well within their normal temperature ranges. But um, mm-hmm. they didn't make it through the winter because I didn't feed them enough, and they all just like jumped ship. Oh, they were like, nah. I'm going to go somewhere else and they just crawled out of the bin and like went into the dirt um, because I wasn't feeding them enough. But then now I feed them regularly. So like I just (laughs) the only thing I try to keep in mind is like if I'm going to have like a week where I'm not cooking for myself that much, I try to like have like either get a neighbor's like refuse or something, Mm -hmm. something to give them something to like for a reason to stay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yours will be a little different because you have such a big bin in the basement, right?
0: I do, yes. I have a very large um, Rubbermaid storage bin that I started out in and then I have another Rubbermaid bin nested in the top of that that has a bunch of holes drilled in the bottom of the bin. Yeah. So there's the solid bin and then nested inside of that is a bunch of um, worm dirt and worms Mm -hmm. and then set on top of that Is uh, an empty bin filled with damp shredded newspaper and at some point they will outgrow the bottom bin and they will migrate up to start colonizing the upper bin and then they'll come down in the bottom bin to eat and stuff like that and so um, and then I'll start adding food to the top bin and then eventually I will like maybe add a third bin on top and at that point I will remove the bottom bin and empty it and start over again. And rotate right, that. Gotcha. kind so, of like you do
1: yeah like i have that what's it called the worm hotel or whatever that's like basically yeah. um yeah you just like three keep, stories right yeah three stories yeah. i think but you just keep rotating it through and it's, yeah right. it's really easy
0: yeah so you've always got two bins kind of in use and then a third one waiting to be yeah. used if yeah. they should choose to move into it it's it was really fascinating i actually feed them quite a bit of stuff um i mean i i there's scraps from the kitchen i grind up in a mortar and pestle I grind up the uh eggshells that I get so that they get grit from the eggshells as opposed to grit from sand, and then yeah. that actually gets some calcium from it too, which is good for them to reproduce. And then they uh they get all kinds of like fruit cores, like apple cores and pear cores and like banana peels and whatever mm-hmm. veg whatever vegetable stuff we're eating. Wilty salad.
1: Realty <laughs> salad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I, yeah, they eat a lot. Um, just even from my own, like, I'm just my own, like, one person. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do pretty good. I do, I do supplement it with, like, I have some friends who every once in a while, I'm like, hey, like, if you have a bunch of, like, like Halloween's a big one. I'm like, give me all your pumpkin mm, scraps. Yep. Um, cause otherwise people are just throwing them away. So, um, but yeah, generally, I, Generally, I seem to do fine with leftover vegetative matter, like whatever it is, vegetables, or um, yeah. the, the only thing that's kind of a bummer is the citrus processing. Like they don't really do citrus very well. Um,
0: no, I uh, I've never given them citrus. I thought it was toxic for them.
1: I don't know if it's I I don't know. I just know they don't like. They just kind of stay away. Like yeah, they stay away from <laughs> no. it. Like they won't they won't eat it, or at least the worms that I have won't eat the citrus. And that's kind of a bummer because here in Southern California, that's a big a big part of my diet. Um, oranges or lemons or limes. Occasionally, mm-hmm. Occasional grapefruit.
0: Yeah. I can't uh, have oranges or grapefruits. But I love the way grapefruits taste. And I love oranges too. I love oranges more than grapefruits. Yeah. I just want to love grapefruits.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Look at the cool colors they come in.
1: They do come in really cool colors. And they're... Um, I've f- like a really good grapefruits actually really good and very sweet um, but they're oftentimes very sour and bitter. It's really hard to hard to know but that's
0: you douse them in sugar
1: well sure yeah you can like douse them dem- in sugar yeah you can
0: just coat them in demerara sugar.
1: <laughs> yes yes that is true you can I mean really
0: the grapefruit is just the vehicle for the crystallized chunks of sugar that's
1: that's true yeah that's probably a good way of looking at it absolutely.
0: I was at our favorite Asian grocery store, United Noodle, the other day, and I got uh, something for our friend. For oh yeah, day, And I got something for you.
1: Oh, exciting!
0: Yes, you're gonna. What do you see? it, You're gonna be like, "This is great." It's 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 not as like bizarre as the toilet candy. Uh huh. But it's super fun. Like maybe more fun than the toilet. More candy. fun I than I don't
1: know. I toilet candy's pretty fun.
0: Toilet candy is just like amazing because you. Toilet candy for those who don't know is this um, candy that I get from this humongous Asian grocery store called United Noodle, and they have a huge candy section. Yeah. Of of like imported candy, and so a lot of times it's like fruit, crazy fruit flavors and stuff like that. Um, like super intense, a lot of like sour or exploding candy things like that. Um, and there's this toilet candy where you get this little toilet and then you mix up the batch of candy in the toilet bowl.
1: Oh, really? And
0: then, yeah. And then, and then the one that I got for you this time is a Wait,
1: secret. Wait, I You're did the, I did it. the candy in the toilet bowl. Sorry. Yeah. You've yes. done the toilet Yeah, bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: Um, it's one of my favorite presents to give people for their birthday.
1: Yeah. So, this new one, I. This
0: new one is not as weird or bizarre as the toilet bowl. Like, that's very avant garde. Um, This one is a little bit more pedestrian, but what it lacks in weirdness, it makes up for in like the flavors and the cuteness of it.
1: Oh, that's exciting. I do like cute, and I like flavors.
0: I made Ned a present. Uh, it's still a work in progress because it's taken me a million years to source the individual components. I don't know, because COVID affects everything, apparently. COVID, including yeah. Including strange things I have nothing to do with. Oh, right, healthcare. right. Um, so it, it, what I thought would be like a weekend project, like, I'm just going to whip this together and mail it off to you to cheer you up. <laughs> well, that was like four <laughs> months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. now I finally have three individual components that had to be sourced from different places i have got them all in one place now in my house and i'm going to assemble them and mail it to you (laughs) that
1: is hilarious
0: yeah so um if you can build a time machine now and take what i'm sending you and go back in time and intercept your past self at the point where you were feeling not great um that would make this a timely present
1: gotcha well, I'm sure there'll be uh, plenty of opportunity for that to come around again. Yeah. Um,
0: so uh, I had a really weird thing happen. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> I messed up my low back really
1: bad. Uh huh.
0: Which was a result of me like stretching and overextending my hip sockets a little bit because I had worked out like kind of hard with weights, and then I was like, oh, I gotta stretch my my hip sockets out. And I like, like most things I way over it. Sure. And that pulled my low back out, which in turn tightened everything up and pulled my ribs out of whack. And so Ugh. I had like really bad costochondritis this last week. And it was so bad that I got a house call from uh, a really awesome doctor who came, you know, doctor of chiropractic. So doctor is uh-huh. maybe we're not talking an MD here. We're talking like right right dc anyway he came and cracked my back which is exactly what i needed because it was super frozen up and i could not get my stuff to go back where it needed to go from twisting or yeah yeah traction or anything it was excruciating it was so bad and when he got my ribs back into place and put my vertebrae back in the orientation that they are destined to be in yeah not twisted in crazy angles to each other um i screamed so loud because it hurt so bad it hurt like it hurt like spinal tap bad oh but then as soon as it was back where it needed to be it felt fine right like have you ever dislocated a shoulder
1: uh no i have not but i've helped some people who have and it seems incredibly painful
0: it hurts like the dickens when it's out, but as soon as you set it back, it, like, stops hurting. You don't have, like, a residual, like, oh, my God, it's going to hurt for days afterwards. Like, as soon as you put it back, you're like, oh, I'm fine now. It's super weird. And, like, the back was the same thing where it was like, I'm dying, I'm dying, put it back. Okay, I'm fine now. <laughs> and so um I had, like, this huge reaction. like I, I, Like, usual, just poured sweat. Just dumped a bunch of sweat right there. Um, got super flushed. Had to drink a whole thing of water. It was crazy. Yeah. And because of my reaction to this, they were like, you know, I, I was also having some pain like internally, but it was because my ribs were like really out of place. Like it was yeah. almost ghoulish, or like r- it was like gory and horrible. It was like, why am I so deformed? It was really gross. Anyway. Because uh, I'm very, very flexible, so things move out of out of where they're supposed to be very easily on me. Right, right. And, s- <laughs> and I hyperextend a lot without it hurting, and so things get out of whack all the time. Um, and so, like, uh, everything got put back where it was supposed to be, but it took me a minute to, like, get my bearings, you know, and I was, like, yeah. severely manhandled by somebody, like...
1: Right, I I felt
0: like I'd been in a car wreck for a second Um, and he was really worried that the amount of pain that I was having from these ribs being out was like maybe an indication that I was having like a gallbladder attack and I was like I don't think so but like you know also I really don't want to have a problem with my gallbladder uh, and let that go until it's an emergency and so just to be on the safe side because of the amount of pain I was in we went to the urgency room have you ever been to an urgency room?
1: no Uh -uh. Well,
0: this is like, you know how in real estate there's a million people between you and the house that you want to buy and every single one of them is a vulture asking for a surprise amount of money? Yes. Yes that kind of bureaucratization like that exists in medicine too so now there's like your clinic and there's like you know like the free clinics and then like clinics like community clinics and then like clinics that you like have a primary care doctor at and then there's like urgent care clinics for people in like kind of shitty situations that might be kind of important but have extended hours beyond your normal doctor's office but also aren't in ER because it's not that serious and then there's like urgency rooms that they've invented now which are like between an urgent care and an ER and they're like another way to like make a bunch of money off of some like middle management of healthcare practices anyway I don't know but like the urgency room is monitored by ER physicians but they're not actually practicing there It's other staff that's practicing but if something goes wrong like an urgency room is better if it's a, an emergency than an urgent care because an urgent oh, care probably Jesus. will send you in an ER but an ER is full right now because everybody with COVID's at the ER and right. so you literally need to be in the process of dying and and want to survive. And in order to list. risk an ER right, right now. Yes. If I was in the process of dying, I'd be like, it's been great, we're not going to the ER, which is how yes. I was when I had shingles, and also how I was when they were telling me that I might have a gallbladder ready to explode, and I was like, I'm not going to that ER, though. And right. so the urgency room was where I was at, and so we showed up there at 5 p.m., and they close at 9 at night, and 9 minus 5 is 4, and that's 4 hours of time, and they told me you might have to wait that 4 hours, because every bed in here is full, but we're pretty sure we'll get you in before 9 o'clock, and what if you don't get me in before 9 o'clock? Well, at that point, you'd have to go somewhere else. Okay, great. I'll just sit here for a few minutes and wait. In which point- see how the... See how it goes, right? So Damon ran to go get food because that day was a very tough day that had followed a very tough six weeks of me being in very yeah. ill health and being yeah. like in a lot of pain and Damon not being able to do anything about it. And so he's like, I'm just gonna and run and get food and I was like, That's totally fine. I, I I'm actually feeling a lot better, like I don't think I have a gallbladder problem. Right, right. But I'm just gonna wait here and you go do you
1: and so yes. yeah. I
0: waited in yeah. case like it started hurting again. Yeah. Uh, and like it, it was getting better and better. And by now it's like, you know, five thirty, six o'clock and like more people have filed into this urgency room Yeah, and there's like an elderly lady in a wheelchair pushed by her husband and like a bunch of people who are shoveling in. And then like, there's this kid with like a head wound from falling on a coffee table and he was chasing some shit around the house and he's like two and a half years old. And then there's like, you know, other people who like look like they're not doing so great. And I'm sitting there like, Hmm. And they're kind of like, they're not really triaging people the way that they do in an ER where they're like, you with the head wound, you obviously need help more than these other fucking people in here. Let's get you in first. And these other people can wait because their medical condition is less serious. Right. Right. They weren't doing any of that. They just said to everybody who walked in the door after me, we're not going to be able to see you. All these beds are full. If you're in serious condition, you should go find another place right now because there's no way we're going to see you. And you're welcome to wait. But we're telling you right now we're not going to see you. So all these fucking people turn around and left. And then they say to me, we're pretty sure we'll get you in. And I was like, what the fuck?
1: Uh. Well, anyway,
0: at that point, I was like... The lady with the fucking two-year-old with the head wound from the vicious coffee table incident, Uh they were still there. And I was like, Damon came back after getting some food and he was like, I just ate in the car because I didn't know what the situation was with eating in a hospital. And I was like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, I think I'm fine. We should go. He's like, are you sure? And I was like, yes, I'm like positive. Uh, The more I sit here, the less my back hurts, the better I feel like shit's going back where it needs to be. Let's leave. And so we just like went home and it was fine. I'm fine. Nothing's wrong with my gallbladder. I'm fine. (laughs) It was literally all just from my anatomy being in the wrong places for a few minutes. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, I don't know whatever happened. They, the people with the kids stayed there. We just bailed out and came back home. And I was like, holy shit. Like, you can't go anywhere right now. You can't, unless you're dying, don't try to get medical care.
1: Right. Oh, God. That sounds, uh, ugh, just a nightmare.
0: When I had the shingles incident and it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, I am going to die if I don't get antiviral soon. Damon's like, I think we need to go to the ER. And I was like, no, because this is not an emergency compared to what they're dealing with at any ER right now. Like they're, right, they're going right. to be like shingles. That's not even life threatening. Right. That's just uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and then I will be at the bottom of that list perpetually. They will never let me into that ER. And not only will I not get treated for shingles, I will leave with COVID.
1: Yeah, right. You'll, you'll gain, you'll lose, you'll cure nothing and you'll gain some more problems. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, my assessment of of the, of the healthcare industry in America right now is that it's 1980s Latvia. It is Uh not America. You've been lied to and we've been transported through time to an Eastern Bloc country during communism.
1: (laughs) I had this like, so I was on vacation last week. And uh, as you know, yes. And uh, speaking of, like interactions with COVID, I had this just r- this ridiculous interaction. Um, <laughs> so I uh, like the vacation, so I went on this, uh, this overlanding off roading trip or whatever. And I, you know, my friend Chris and I, Chris from the podcast. Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Chris and I jumped in my truck and we drove up north to the mountains and, uh, and we met some friends of mine um who I've been doing this with and i guess somebody else who i'd never met before um like friend of a friend or whatever joined in and yeah. he he um i'm going to like leave a lot of the details out cuz they may listen to this and i don't i i i don't have like a lot of ill will towards him like he made his choices and that's fine um and he was actually also kind of an interesting person but this guy uh-huh. This guy was riding along with somebody else, which is already kind of unusual. Usually, we all go in separate vehicles. And why is
0: that? Just because that way you can leave when you need to. Off roading is uh,
1: so. I don't do the kind of off roading like the sporty off roading where people are like thrashing over dunes or whatever. And like, it's more like we try to go to these like remote places and then like camp out in the far woods somewhere. Sure. Um, Like
0: the 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 point is, you need a type of vehicle like that to get there in the first place. Yeah. That's why you have.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, and it's just what we do. And, um, but the, that's a whole other story. The, the main thing is like, it's, it's probably pretty boring to ride passenger and it's really bumpy. Like that's the other thing.
0: I imagine it's, that would be like kind of exhausting.
1: It is. It's very exhausting, and so it's unusual. Um, and I had taken Chris one time before, just the two of us, and he was like pretty into it. And he's like, "Yeah, I want to go." And and so I was like, "Okay." So he, you know, he already knew what he was in for, and um, I suspect this this other gentleman also knew what he was in for because he was he was riding along with his son, um, and so it was kind of I was kind of glad because like I was I was bringing Chris, and it was. Um, unusual to bring a passenger and so mm-hmm. i was like oh i don't know how everybody's gonna be i mean everybody was like yeah it's fine bring chris but um and he got along fine anyway yeah this guy this other guy um like we get there and he's like he's he's basically he's like oh i can't you know when when can we crack some beers like we're at the gas station in the public roads so he knows knows he can't drink and drive or you can't yeah. really have an open container in a vehicle like on public roads um and so he's, like, waiting. So, like, we... So that so I see him, and that's, like, all I know about him is that he he can't wait to have a beer. The next time I see him, he's already had a lot, and he's pretty drunk. Oh, um, no! Yeah, like, is this we... the passenger? We, yeah, the, the passenger. No, not the driver. No, oh, not the driver. Yeah, the passenger. And, and okay. we're, like, we're up on the roads. Like, we're up in the mountains, and we've been on this, like, dirt road. Like, also, we're driving, like, five miles an hour, like, yeah. just, like, real slow over these, like funky rivet uh, like ruts and and weird washes and you know just kind of weird terrain and um yeah. and so it's just very slow and and not not that i'm saying you should drink and drive ever even in those especially in those situations but as a passenger he's pretty pretty tanked and um and so he like God. so i don't know anything about him other than he's like the dad of one of these other people that i i, I met one other time and um uh-huh. anyway he uh so Day 2. So it's a dad and son in this in this car like this other car and and I'm thinking this is a great activity because I don't have to be close to anybody else. Chris is already kind of in my covid pod like him his wife um you know my partner like we're yeah. all friends and we like spend time together and so we've you know we're we're always like you know, communicating about like, have you been exposed? Do we need to like quarantine? What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, taking tests in regular intervals so that we're keeping each other up to date with that stuff. And so I feel pretty good about it and Chris, you know, riding along fine. Um, but otherwise I'm feeling like out outside, not sharing space with other people that I don't know. So it sounds fine. Um, and also in the wilderness, like no one needs to be closer than six feet most of the time, anyway. Like, just get the right. fuck away from there's, me.
0: There's That's so like one that. of the
1: reason we're out here. Um,
0: right, get away from me. <laughs> yeah.
1: So this guy, like, so then the next morning, um, his the son is sick, and my friend is like, oh hey, heads up, this guy that you we all know is like feeling really sick and so we're just like oh jesus christ okay well so both of them from my point of view are like stay the fuck away from me like go over there on the other side of the you know campground and we'll shout at each other um (laughs) like we have radios for a reason like you don't have to talk to me in person Um, right right and so so like (laughs) <laughs> a couple days go by and without incident and the sun is feeling a little better, which good glad like, um, yeah. but then this guy, like at one point, like I overhear him, um, let it yeah. slip. He's like, Oh yeah. When my kids, so I'm assuming his son and I guess he has a daughter who I've not met, but I know the son. Um, yeah. he's like, Oh yeah. I cried when they got their vaccine and I wasn't sure what the deal was. And then but he elaborated immediately. And as he was trying to elaborate that he's like, oh, like, I was just so afraid for them. And he said those words. And then the other guy that I like that or the guy that I usually go with did the thing that we all kind of do knowing full well that most of the people in this group do not have anywhere near political same political ideology or like any I, like that is just a non-starter we don't talk about it because it's just a in
0: order for you to keep going camping you can't yeah talk about you just
1: it. don't you just fucking don't talk about it like we don't share the same feelings like we've we've mentioned it a few times and it was really clear mm-hmm. and we're like great we don't have to talk about it we all agree that we like being in the outdoors and that we can be there for each other in this like difficult sort of terrain and like yeah. we can help each other go camping and have a good time and yeah. that i'm on board with that so um so he kind of says something like that and then this other guy's like so how about those 49ers and we're all just like start like talking <laughs> over him so he can't like say anything um and he got it even though he was real drunk like he was just drunk the whole time like just
0: oh my god just
1: you know not falling down but like sometimes falling down you know not always <laughs> but some of the time um
0: sir you're a liability.
1: Yeah so then so then <laughs> it's like the last night that Chris and I are there, and we're getting ready, like we're gonna leave, and like we're all around this campfire like in our chairs, and like yeah. it's great, and it's and we're not it's a big fire, so we're not like huddled up like plenty of space, and now he's like this guy the the covid dad. Um, you know, the guy whose yeah. whose son is was sick a little bit, who, although now I know, at least got the at least got one dose of the vaccine, right? Right. So I'm like <laughs> right. already feeling better about it. I'm like, okay, well the guy who's sick has been vaccinated. So A, he's probably not gonna die on this trip. And right. B, he might not even have it. Like it could just be like there's all it's stressful, it's fucking cold as fuck. Like, you know, I get right. you know, you could be sick for any kind of reason. Um Yeah. So I'm like, okay, feeling okay about this. But then COVID dad is like now coming around, giving shoulder, drunken shoulder massages to everybody. And I was like, and it caught me off guard. And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Thanks. Like, I, I, I just don't like to be touched, which was awkward because he, you know, a drunk guy just believes that everything is, everything Uh, they do is amazing. Um, Yeah. So he like, so that kind of passes without incident. And, um, but then then a couple of days ago so we got we left early they stayed out there and then they come back a couple of days later and i get this email and the guy who kind of organizes it he's like yep so that guy tested positive for covid <sighs> and so i was just like god damn it because i had been so careful and i was like you know i don't live with my partner so like i visit her regularly but it's like because we don't live together. Yes. If I, if I'm exposed, like it's kind of like, well, I'm just not going to see you for a couple days till I, you know, make sure I have clean tests and everything's yeah. fine. Like I don't need to bring that into your home. Right. Um, even though, you know, I mean, we, anyway, so, uh, yeah. so I took a rapid, an at home test and and that came back negative and, and I feel fine about it. And,
0: so um, what, but yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: You. No, that's, that's the, it just, it's just like, it it really brought home for me like early on I was like, yep, great. Do all the things, you know, isolate, yeah. quarantine, be mindful of other people's space, like try to, you know, mm-hmm. wear a mask, do all of those things. But that, that really just like, it really like irked me because I was like, fuck, like I got home. I hadn't seen my partner in over a week and a half because she had been traveling prior to when I left. So we like didn't quite sync up. And yeah. I just was like, oh, fucking hey, Like, because now I was like looking down the barrel of like I'm not even going to be able to see you for like two weeks Potentially if I test positive Right So yeah anyway
0: that sucks. We're, yeah, that sucks We've we been isolated We've been in quarantine Because around about the same time this was happening to you So okay I just want to back up for a second Reiterate, yep. You and I were together The night that everything shut down
1: Yes Like yes. that was the
0: last hurrah We were like we're yep. going to go see Dan Deacon, and if it kills us, it's probably going to be worth it anyway.
1: Right. Right. And then
0: I swear to this day that I got COVID. I don't know if you did. I don't know if Damon did. But anyway, I had the ringing in my ears for like a year, and it finally went away. So we've been in this together uh-huh. in like mirroring isolation from people since like since like day one of the whole fucking thing. Like Yeah. I mean, it's just fucking weird. We were like, when I was with you in San Diego, we were like, I don't even know if they're going to let me drive back to Arizona. Right? Like, this is weird. I could be yeah. stuck here for a long time, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. It would have been fun. We
1: would have yeah. made fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It would have sucked, too. But anyway, like, uh, so you and I, as far as we know, have avoided COVID this whole time. I have a, a strong suspicion that I got it at the very beginning, but I can't prove it and couldn't prove it at the time because there was just no way feasibly to do that in Arizona without actually getting it. And so <laughs> um we've both made it all the way up to this past week before each of us was definitely exposed to somebody in close proximity.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yep.
0: And it happened to us too because we have a similar situation with our neighbors and we're essentially in a pod together. Um And we have similar habits and a similar vaccination schedule. Actually, they get vaccinated ahead of us because they are essential workers and we're not. We can isolate indefinitely. Um, And so uh, someone that they live with (laughs) like went out for New Year's and the household woke up to like strangers in their home. Oh. And so the... (laughs) person who ended up getting sick
1: Mm -hmm.
0: didn't know for a while and didn't tell anybody and then damon was over hanging out with them in what we thought was still an intact pod and then turns out it wasn't and so they all got tested and everybody in the house except for that one person tested negative and we've been trying to get our hands on a test for like a fucking week and a half now and so yeah. even if we had contracted it yeah by the time the fucking test gets here and we send the test away we and won't. the test comes back with results we would have been past the point of needing to quarantine right right so we've just been quarantining the whole time yeah,
1: we've just well, been
0: like here in our house alone for two weeks which is fine the, it's like how yeah it is anyway
1: right that's <laughs> that's the responsible thing but that yeah it's so it's so frustrating
0: i was like god damn it right god damn it we made it from march 11th yep of 2020 till now and both of us the same week
1: yeah i it's i will say like the omicron spread has just been mind-blowingly fat like yeah before it was like i like i didn't know i knew some people i knew like like you know third parties that knew people i knew who like Mm -hmm. i knew people who knew people who'd gotten Mm -hmm. it um i didn't really like i maybe knew some like none of my close friends got it um or had covid at that time and now with omicron it's like a lot of people in my close network are just like yeah i just just tested positive like they're sending messages out and being like yep i got it Um, i part of it is i think also that a lot more people are having to go back to work in person um i like a friend of mine like she has to go like she has to go to work um well a friend of mine just quit her job over this because she tested positive for covid and they were like nope you still have to come in and i don't (laughs) remember because because it was like a home test or like the rapid home test or something and they're like well until you get until you get the like like a, like she needed a doctor basically to be like, you can't work.
0: Oh my God.
1: And I was like, she's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's smart. I mean, that sucks. I'm glad you're in a position that you can quit your job. A right. lot of people are just not. It's like, right. well, I don't have a choice. So I'm going to go infect other people. And, and that's where I just find a lot of this like really frustrating. It's not, it's not any one individual who's like, oh, I don't want to wear a mask. It's like the fucking, It's people who have like real sway over a lot of people not implementing Mm -hmm. good protocols and making people come in when they don't need to and like establishing these situations where those people are going to end up getting infected one way or another, whether they believe in, you know, whether they believe in COVID or not is irrelevant. Like it's like you've created a situation where they have to be together in a room.
0: Yeah, right. You're like,
1: oh, everybody has to come work in the office. or Everybody has to do this thing or like, you know, I don't know. It's just maddening.
0: Yeah. I've had a couple of friends tell me about the what the you know the state of COVID policy at their workplaces and not only are they like radically inconsistent from one workplace to the next a bunch of it like god I don't know how this is not criminally negligent to like subject people to what you know is a guaranteed exposure to this. Right. Like I don't understand how anyone can be compelled to show up and per- i whatever, i don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh it's not it's not good.
0: How we've handled this whole thing is really stupid.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh it's been like really
0: Here's an interesting thing that we could talk about on a future podcast episode. Yeah. Because we've, we've reached, I think we're at the hour mark.
1: Yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely at the. Yeah. Uh...
0: Um, I, but I'll bring it up now because <clears throat> it's really interesting and we may never get around to doing a timely episode about it. And so it's worth mentioning now, if never, um, there is a couple of doctors from Texas uh-huh. who have created a low cost sort of standard vaccine for COVID-19 that doesn't really rely on mRNA technology. Um, and so it's a little bit slower, but it's extraordinarily reliable and extraordinarily cost-effective and works on all of the variants so far. They're testing for Omicron, but I think it works against that, they said, maybe. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> the big idea is that um, this these doctors are releasing all of the information along with the vaccine so that it's, they're basically open sourcing it so that um, it can be obtained and used to reproduce vaccines in countries that up to this point have not been able to access the vaccine information because of the patents on it, because <clears throat> they won't release the patents on the big MRNA vaccines because they're greedy genocidal fuck faces. And so um these couple of doctors from Texas have produced this vaccine, and they're giving all the information away, and the sole purpose of why they did this work was to ensure that the world's population in countries that cannot afford the patented vaccines have access to vaccines so that we stop the gene, like the genetic pool where all of the variants are arising from right, and getting right. out into the population, because if you... booster after booster after booster after booster after booster booster doesn't do shit if you don't go to the source of the problem which is the like well of people in which the virus is mutating over and over again and so you have to vaccinate those people otherwise boosters don't do anything we were arguing about this well not we weren't arguing we were just talking about this the other day and i was like ethically i don't fucking support the boosters
1: right i it's (sighs)
0: It's a a genocidal policy. These rich countries are just going to keep boostering themselves to oblivion while letting all of this... Like, you're not solving the source problem and you're condemning people to die unnecessarily. Right. That's fucking genocidal. Anyway. I mean... uh, I'm really excited about these Texas doctors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's... uh, I think that's really cool. Um, The i i don't i don't know that it's that cut and dried like i think i i don't disagree with you i just think it's not that willful like on some parts it is right like there's certainly some people who are just like fuck those other people like we got ours um
0: it's it's ludicrous to be hoarding patent information while like a massive amount of people around the world are dying
1: yeah that that part just seems like
0: withholding that information is condemning them to die needlessly
1: yeah i mean to hold out yeah to not basically uh, this is one of those things where it's like what are you thinking like you should just be like get it the fuck out there and sort out the financial problem later
0: yeah it's like ridiculous. you're just like
1: that's not what's going on here this isn't a pro- like if you're if you're like well we got to follow our profit model and we developed this thing and if you can't pay for it then you can't have this thing then the people who are holding that gate are shooting themselves in the foot yeah like, they and don't it's, really get how it works then
0: it's morally re- yes they don't understand how it works and, it, and, 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 and or they're like entirely culpable and morally repugnant
1: well, I mean, this we already know. What's his name? Well, uh, yeah. That guy who just like jacked the price of drugs up. Insane. Oh, Martin yeah. Shkreli. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. That dickhole.
0: So um, the Texas people, right? Yep. Uh The name of the vaccine is Corbevax, C-O-R-B-E-V-A-X. Mm-hmm. It was just um, authorized in India for emergency use. Uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, a pediatrician at a Texas Children's Hospital, developed the Corbivax vaccine alongside Baylor College professor Dr. Maria Elena Botazzi, a press release from the Children's Hospital, said. So I'm reading this off MSN Health, but it's all over the Internet. Um. Uh, they developed it at Texas Children's Hospital and they licensed from the Baylor College of Medicine to Biological E. Period Limited, a Hyderabad-based vaccine and pharmaceutical company. And so now they're trying to vaccinate the rest of the planet so we can stop the merry-go-round. Like, these people might have just, like, saved humanity in a way. Right. right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that everybody else could have but refused to do up to this point
1: oh god
0: it's a choice not a circumstance it was Mm -hmm. a choice it was a choice all along so yeah that's like encouraging Uh, that actually made me like optimistic about something for the first time in like two years (laughs) like oh a good idea oh my god it's been so long a good idea paired with some leadership look at that Uh holy fuck can change global events
1: Oh, amazing God.
0: so did you talk to the research team do we have colors of the day
1: so funny thing the research team has not been able to um, generate research for the i think they were off this week and oh. i know we promised earlier that if you got to the end of the podcast we would have this like <laughs> art design related <laughs> color thing um but uh there seems to be an issue with uh they they said they're like in tech support trying to get there's some like certificate problem with the objectcolor.com oh, no. website oh. um which I actually while you were talking which is probably if any of my responses seemed a little bit little bit off the mark um I was trying to frantically like fix the certificate oh. issue. Well, uh, that's okay. Yeah, but um I actually I feel like we had some other segments that we talked about doing and i'm trying to remember um what those were <laughs> um, we,
0: the, the, these great ideas are buried in a list somewhere
1: yeah i thought actually i might pull it up and look and see um look at our look at our lovely spreadsheet um
0: we do like spreadsheets they we do yes. come in handy we should just do a whole episode about spreadsheets sometime
1: i I'd be yeah I don't see why there's I don't see any real issue with that at all like that I love I love that um oh we talked about doing uh <laughs> like I, I don't know We have we have a section on the <laughs> spreadsheet called sponsorships oh yes um and we were gonna do uh so we were gonna maybe make some we were gonna maybe like work on that so i don't think i don't think that applies now because we haven't done any of the legwork for that but um we could do tips for living well in hell we used to do that way back in the day
0: we did do that back in the day
1: um maybe before that let's just go through uh the usual which is to talk about i mean all of this if you're listening to this and you're into art and design you're probably not listening to our podcast because you're hoping to get like direct applicable stuff for art and design. But <laughs> um hopefully like it stimulates your ideas and your thoughts and things and so um you know when we were talking about the van men and vans like there's this is a like all of this stuff is always applicable to art and design. Like um for instance there was that guy who did the uh we did a whole episode on the guy with the van the like metal the like the heavy metal van yes um
0: yeah the um it's like the what did he call it i can't remember but he he lives in northeast minneapolis he painted it over though now it's just black again it's just plain black oh really yeah i saw it parked like over where it usually lives i don't know you know i i know what street it parks on roughly and so if i'm over in that side of the neighborhood, I will kind of keep my eyes out for it. And <clears throat> I did notice that the flavor on the outside of the van has been painted over. It is no longer themed the like death metal ice cream van or whatever it was like.
1: Yeah. Um, there's it's a,
0: like the, the ice cream truck from hell. The basically. ice cream truck from hell. Yeah. yeah. That thing was, was really, really great.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, so now and, it's got
0: like a flat black paint job.
1: Oh, uh, I wonder It may if... turn
0: into something else. Maybe it'll turn into something else. Oh yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, I wonder if after they did that story about it, if he just like started getting so bothered by people that he was like, Fuck it, I'm painting it over.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yes. Like when I first bought my smart car and people had not seen them in person, I had to pad my time going to and from appointments and things like that by yeah. a half hour to an hour both ways. Because like if I like if I had to stop at a gas station to fill up with gas. Yeah. I would be just swarmed by people wanting to like look at the car. Can I see inside the car? Can I sit in the car? How much can you take the car on the freeway? How much gas can you put in the car? Does the car run off of electricity? All these right. things, right? So I imagine like if he became the least bit recognizable and started getting hounded he seemed to like kind of the antisocial type and so that's probably the opposite of the intended effect of having that like ice cream truck from hell you know what i mean
1: yes yeah i can i can totally see that um
0: <laughs> so i don't know what happened but it got painted over
1: huh interesting but
0: yeah we do talk about all kinds of art and design shit i mean we don't speak from a point of authority if that's what you're looking for
1: like- no right exactly <laughs> yeah if that's what you're looking for uh i have no
0: credentials that <laughs> turn
1: around turn around and go go the other direction right. um but what i was going to say is that that uh that this is like to me like this is the meat and potatoes of art right like it's discussing these concepts of like yeah you know uh interacting with the world like you're gonna you know whether you're gonna be an art statement of being like a single man in a in a minivan or you're gonna upgrade that slash side grade that with giving out free candy um right you know or you decide to live down by the river like you know what what level of cliche are you looking for (laughs) like um and all of these things are you can couch them in terms of art. Like, you can use that lens of, like, critical eye on art and fine art and look at all kinds of things and, and use that to interpret and, like, reconceptualize those concepts. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on a personal level, uh, And also it's like a really a lot of fucking fun. Like it's one of the reasons I'm like, I want to go give out free candy in a van is it's like, it's a little risky and it sounds like a fuck ton of fun. Like you're (laughs) going to meet some people
0: for everything we love.
1: Yeah. Like it's, you're going to meet people that you, you get along with and you're going to meet people you don't. And like both of those are great interactions. Right. Yes. Um, And so, you know, from my point of view, like that's like a recipe for a great kind of art artistic expression. Um, Yeah. So, uh yeah it's it's uh anyway art and design i think it's a it's a worthy topic that we continue to like kind of beat around the bush on like that's a big thing like idioms or is beat around a bush an idiom yes yes it is yeah
0: i mean most of the english language is (laughs) just a bunch of idioms right i i which i i'm not saying to be facetious i was actually thinking about this the other day yeah because i was i was thinking about what it is about english that makes it so difficult to learn and it's not like the grammatical aspects of it which are sometimes kind of bonkers right, and right. arbitrary which makes them hard to remember maybe because you just have to memorize it it's just you have to you just have to do it there's no like right, rule right. um <clears throat> but i think it's because the language is so idiomatic so like even if you understand the vocabulary it still doesn't make
1: sense right
0: like When somebody responds to you by talking about like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush and you're like, what the fuck? Bushes and birds. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. Yes. I'm talking about like this thing over here. What are you talking about? It's like, oh, we're talking about the same thing, but I'm doing it entirely in the abstract by referring to a phrase that you've had to have heard before to understand what it means. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. Like No, it's so indirect. The whole language is so indirect. And I think what I love about it is also what makes it so difficult is that it's like such a colorful, strange language. And there's like a saying for every situation. Like you just if you don't have a word, you just make it up.
1: Right. I mean, it's right. great, which yeah. is
0: great. But also like part of why it's so flexible is that it has these relatable sort of situational phrases in it that don't actually reflect the literal situation at hand. Right. S- confusing as hell. Yeah. Yeah, oh, weird. Super weird. I I sometimes I wish I had studied linguistics instead of ethics. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was like, "Fuck. Like I I got all the way to like my last year of um undergraduate studies in ethics and I took some um linguistics philosophy courses and i was like motherfucker uh huh <laughs> like, shit i should have been doing this the whole fucking time right oh, right no oh well yeah it's all right yeah <laughs> i i now i can read linguistics as much as i want because i already learned how to do all of that right. studying ethics right. and so right. it it translates at least it's a translational mm-hmm. education yeah, I can just study linguistics now. It's fine. <clears throat> Speaking of, oh my God, Noam Chomsky is so old now.
1: Yes, yeah, but Ugh. still going.
0: I hope he lives to be like 150. He would probably hate me for saying that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's uh, I I guess I would audit that or edit that to just say I hope he lives as long as he likes to. Hmm um yeah he's 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 pretty amazing we should we should do some uh discussion of maybe we can find a way to like uh find the intersection of art or design and Noam chomsky like ideas and thoughts that he's had and
0: let me think on this
1: yeah like rather than our our usual ramble like well i don't know i i feel like depending on our our moods a lot of our podcasts are are at least some level of uh um, what's it called, uh, like thought, thought through structure, right, yeah, not all of them, but some of them.
0: you know how I mentioned that I was at the co-op when the lady came and was like, "Oliver Sacks, communists, and I was like, yeah. what, um, the plot thickens,
1: oh, go on,
0: so Oliver Sacks, communist lady. And I'm like, what, Oliver Sacks, the neuroscientist? And uh, and also, the communist thing was kind of hilarious because, like, slightly wrong branch of political, uh, philosophical orientation, but not far. Uh, (laughs) Right neighborhood, sort of, kind of, maybe. Uh-huh, yeah. So there's there's this newspaper that I casually subscribe to Uh um, because I like to read print media, yeah. and i like to read a variety of things and um there is this like the so there's the democratic socialists of minnesota st paul like the the whatever democratic socialists yes part, yeah. party they like i think are locally the people who are in on like helping publish and distribute this newspaper that is based out of like new york or oakland or they have a bunch of offices i guess but they have global publications called the militant and it's this like socialist communist workers party newspaper or they cover like strikes and all kinds of stuff. right
1: right yep
0: and so they had like this like oh you can get five issues of this for or like five bucks for 10 weeks of it or something like that and it, it gets published weekly and i was like sure why not i'll just like check it out i think i found a copy of it in like a lobby or a waiting room or something and i was like huh i'd this is kind of interesting. Definitely covers, uh, it, like events that are not fucking covered anywhere else. Right. Um, and so I was kind of interested in this, especially considering that I think coming up very soon, the St. Paul Public Schools system teachers are going to go on strike. And so I was curious to see if they covered that in this particular newspaper. Anyway, um, What's hilarious is that this woman, like, you know, says to me in the grocery store line, like, oh, you're, you're, you're a communist with Oliver Sacks. And I'm like, I'm totally not a communist because I'm actually against the state as opposed to communists who are all about the state. Right. A key difference in our ideologies and, um... Uh, So I thought it was very funny that she was like, oh, you're a communist with Oliver Sacks. And I love Oliver Sacks. So she was like half right. But now the folks who like publish this magazine actually have like a bookstore down the street. And so they like stopped by my house because I subscribed to this newspaper. And so they have my address and they were reaching out to people who have been like new subscribers and stuff. So now I have the communists at my house.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Whereas previously to this woman saying something to me about communists with Oliver Sacks, I was like, you've got it all wrong. (laughs) So I just keep proving her right by accident, Uh Um, which is really funny. So they have it. What I'm actually interested in is they have this little bookstore and then they have this lecture series. So they have like socialists people who identify as socialists come and give lectures on like historical subjects like they're gonna they did one this weekend this past weekend about like the Cuban revolution and all kinds of stuff and I'm like oh that's that's fucking interesting yeah um so they were like hey do you want to keep subscribing to our stuff and I'm like it's kind of funny that you like I don't mind at all but it's kind of funny that you showed up at my house because you're like making it really impossible for me to claim that I have nothing to do with communists
1: right right
0: Like now we're on a first name basis, I guess.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's kind of funny. Like I you know it's like I, I appreciate what you guys are talking about. Um we agree on all of the premises. We just disagree diametrically on the conclusion. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man. Uh yeah. So anyway, that's the update about Oliver and communism. My dabbling in communism.
1: Yeah. Oh, how funny. Yeah,
0: I am not a communist. I do not support communism. I'm merely interested in reading a variety of publications.
1: Oh, how weird.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny?
1: Yeah, that is really funny. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, yeah, yeah I'll have think, to think about like Chomsky subject. Yeah, I think matter. we could
1: like see um uh, surely somebody has done some done some art around about um, chomsky i would imagine
0: yeah chomsky and art
1: like i'm imagining that kind of like that like college cafe uh like like overly um like overly copied like poem that somebody wrote and like stapled up everywhere like yeah. it's like not quite on newsprint um you know it's like uh what's it called like um it's just like faded kind of and like overly copied and it's like black and white and it's like a little bit like you know it's like right next to um somebody who like is looking for a roommate and there's like a bunch of phone numbers that have been pulled off
0: Mhm. Mhm. yes <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's like a little photo of noam chomsky and like somebody who's like written this poem about him um that's oh my, that's great. That's like in my mind like that's what it's and there's like I, a bunch of like like newspaper print everywhere that's like like the local like everybody's trying to do their like own version of their like underground newspaper so they're like yes. all these like all this print material everywhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's great. Yeah. Um It's kind of funny too. Like the militant magazine or newspaper is printed all in black and white, whereas other, like I get Minnesota uh, Spokesman Recorder, which is also print newspaper. Yeah. um, But it has much more color print. And so I don't feed it to the worms. But Uh after I'm done reading the militant, my worms get to eat it. So like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. It's kind of a cool newspaper.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Still doesn't make me a communist. Nope. I
1: just no, I mean that reiterate that. <laughs> yeah, communism is uh well I I can't I can't argue that capitalism is so much better.
0: Yeah, I mean well I mean, yeah, like
1: <laughs> like just just because we won the resource <laughs> war doesn't mean we actually like did a good thing.
0: Right. <laughs> also and, you know
1: know, and we won it for now but we're losing again you know it's like
0: yeah the the wheels are coming off
1: yeah the wheels are coming off exactly um
0: (laughs) try going to the clinic i dare you i defy you try and go see a doctor right now
1: god it's the medical like our medical system is insane the the inability to even get access to a doctor when you have all of the information, like all of the things you're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So you have insurance, you have, uh, a how you, you have a, a, an address and a phone and right. a phone number and an email address and internet access and, um, you know, the wherewithal to make decisions about like being able to pick up a phone and make a phone call and like even be able to navigate certain levels of like, you know, providing information and, um, you know, right. speak English, speak English. That's one. Um, gate
0: after gate, after gate, yeah, after, gate just, after hurdle, after hurdle, after hurdle. Yep.
1: And then, and then you can't even like, so I work remotely. And so the insurance policy I have still applies. Like I, It's California, so it should work in California, but it's like, I can't, none of the major medical sort of facilities around here getting, getting into them Mm -hmm. to get like more normal care, like to see a doctor or to like any kind of mental health. It's like, oh, no, no, you need to talk to – like, I can't do any of the UCSD shit without getting – like, I need a doctor who's in UCSD first who can refer me to everything else oh my God. to use – even though my insurance isn't through UCSD, they would take it if I could break in and get an appointment yeah. with somebody who would then get me a, re- a referral to mm-hmm. the system, not even to see the doctors I want to, just – just to even get anywhere near them. Just to
0: get in the door.
1: Just to get in the door. Yeah. Um,
0: to be allowed to be seen at that facility.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of nuts. Um Oh, mm-hmm. uh, God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think... <clears throat> yeah.
0: I So I was reading... God, I'm sitting by a space heater again, and I'm like, ah, uh, I ran yeah. out of water, and now I'm getting all flummy. Um. I was reading some people who I follow locally on Twitter here in Minneapolis who are... um, They work in healthcare. Yeah. And some of the nurses who work in the local hospital system said that they get paid anywhere between 30 and 40 bucks an hour for their salary. Yeah. And they are being in... Like... Saying that they're being strongly encouraged to work for free is, like, probably not strenuous enough. They're basically being told, like they're being guilt tripped about how understaffed everybody is. And if the people who are full-time, you know, staff don't chip in and basically work for free, which is illegal. Your employer cannot compel you to work for free or accept your volunteer hours off the clock. That's not how it fucking works. Check out the labor law, but these hospitals are all basically like goading these nurses into working and volunteering and doing some of the like backlogged work that is in direct patient care, um, off the clock. And, and, Meanwhile, the same hospital systems because of the nursing shortages are hiring traveling nurses at contracts that are running almost $5,000 a week.
1: Wait, what? I mean, I heard the words so you said. So the regular
0: but- nurses are making their salaries of between 30 and 40 bucks an hour. Yeah. Nurses who are employed by those hospital systems and healthcare systems. Yeah. And they're being goaded into working additional hours as a voluntary status, which is illegal and being encouraged to give their time to fill in the gaps in coverage because the full-time staff is so short. There's staffing shortages at these hospitals. And meanwhile, while these people who are making $40 an hour are being encouraged to work additional hours for free, which is illegal. Yeah. These hospital systems are hiring traveling nurses to fill the gaps in
1: staffing oh, yeah and
0: those traveling nurses make bank like fucking forty eight hundred dollars a week
1: oh god i
0: i have no reason to believe that this is not true there are tons right. of people who work in the local healthcare systems here who are like this is outrageous
1: it's just getting getting hosed yeah yeah
0: and there's an equal number of people saying like th- this is a violation of labor law like you right. have to report this like
1: it's someone and no one's standing around being like that's not happening they're just like
0: yeah they're yeah, just saying no this isn't a happening. problem right
1: I guess or whatever I don't know what you I mean not you but what yeah one. like
0: the message is like well you know it's a pandemic and we're all struggling here so everybody's got to chip in meanwhile like you're gonna yeah, be paid your stupid but- measly salary and these people over here are gonna show up out of nowhere and get paid like crazy sums of money to exploit a failing system
1: right. Right. Like uh, things like that always just seem to be this like weird it's just this like weird catch where it's like like how does this make sense? And then like you follow it all the way up and there's like some line item where it's like oh no no, this makes sense because that money that we're spending in that way means that like this other thing looks good.
0: Yeah, this is justified way over here.
1: Yeah, like has nothing to do with whatever the fuck is actually happening on the ground it's just like nope looks good in our books or it makes me look good or like you know look how i handled this like i got some more traveling nurses in here which good for like it's not that they shouldn't get paid it's just that the ones you have on staff should get paid for the hours they work
0: yes you're saying to one group of people we can't afford to pay you look at our healthcare system is in shambles everybody's got to be all hands on deck give freely of your time because we're all in this together and Uh it's like well part of the reason that we can't stick around is because we're not getting paid enough to deal with what's happening here and it's like well we can't afford to pay you and then it's like well what about those traveling nurses well we can't afford not to pay them (laughs) right because they're here to fill the gaps in the healthcare system. Well, the gaps wouldn't be there if you actually paid people a reasonable amount of money with reasonable hours and you weren't always, 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 always making the decision mm-hmm. to harm people in order to make more money. Right. Like, that's always the fucking trade off. If that wasn't the case, we wouldn't have to be desperately hiring, you know, people uh, creating an exploitative system. Right, like it's just snowballing. I mean, uh, it's absolutely psychotic i just it's I just think it's gonna get worse, too, like I just don't think there's anywhere to go for healthcare right now, like just don't get sick,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: in the middle of a pandemic, don't get sick,
1: well, I feel like we've we've taken an extra forty minutes to talk about some very random ideas um <laughs> if you made it all the way to here, good job. Uh, great job clearly you're a dedicated fan and good for you and or you love to just from- know
0: us personally or your pets enjoy the sound of our yes, voices while yes. you're at work during the day which <laughs> right. we have confirmation of at least one
1: yes we know at least one person plays our My podcast pal. exclusively for their dog um, Hey, buddy which is i'm here for it like that's why yeah. we're
0: here uh yeah, we're helping somebody
1: and and they'll be very excited that we just are about to release an hour and 40-minute, 50-minute mm-hmm. podcast because they'll be like, great, that one covers me for a long time. Um, long time. All right. Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, do email us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, you can just get email Dana, D-A-N-A, at FCBM.io. Uh, she'll, she'll take care of you or just go to the website FCBM.io. Okay. Great. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, oh i have two more things
1: yes if Go. anybody
0: has played the game sim city for rush hour edition and has any idea of how to actually play that game successfully i would love to know because i've wasted weeks of my life now at this point getting nowhere uh and that's with cheat codes <laughs> um also get a shingles vaccine
1: oh yeah yeah definitely. looking into getting a shingles vaccine, shingles suck, apparently,
0: yeah, I can tell you they suck both times, uh-huh. um, and the way that you would end up a type of person who ends up getting shingles twice is if you have doctors who tell you, ha, you don't need a shingles vaccine, you're too young. So when you go to your doctor and you're like, hey, by the way, I haven't had shingles yet, but I would really love to never have it. And I know I'm under 50, but a lot of people are getting shingles. It'd be really great if I could get that Shingrix vaccine. They're going to be like, you don't need it. And you're going to be like, yeah, actually, I do. So why don't you just cough it up?
1: Well, hopefully uh, hopefully that will get a little bit easier as time goes on. But, uh, you know, as you said, it's it's hard to hold out a lot of hope for...
0: Right. If you can ever get your foot in a doctor's office again.
1: Right. God.
0: Get the shingles vaccine while you're there. Double up, double up. Just get everything. Get all the things while you can. Right. Just it may be there. a long time before your next visit. Yeah. All right. Um stay safe on the West Coast. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, stay stay safe on the North Coast. Yep. In the on the Minneapolis coast, the Great yep. the Lake of the C- Greats.
0: The Lake of the Greats. All right. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald.
1: Okay, for real, goodbye this time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will uh, see you next week. Okay, bye.
0: We did it.